Hi there, everyone. Good to connect with you again today. I trust you well, keeping safe. Just want you to know that even though you're out of sight, you're not out of mind. And I'm praying for you and thanking God for you on a regular basis, praying that God just does something incredible in your life during these days. This is the last week of our theme embrace the journey ah oh, I hear you all saying but we're still on a journey we're still in life on a journey and I'm going to read a scripture of a time when Jesus himself went on a physical journey then take some thoughts from it it's found in John's gospel chapter 4 and I'm going to read Jesus knew the Pharisees had heard that he was baptizing and making more disciples than John. Although Jesus himself didn't baptize them, his disciples did. So he left Judea and returned to Galilee. He had to go through Samaria on the way. Eventually he came to the Samaritan village of Sychar, near the field that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired from the long walk, sat wearily beside the well about noontime. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Please give me a drink. He was alone at the time because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. The woman was surprised, for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. She said to Jesus, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? Jesus replied, If you only knew the gift God has for you, and who you are speaking to, you would ask me, and I would give you living water. But sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said, and this well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? And besides, do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob who gave us this well? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals enjoyed? Jesus replied, Anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh, bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Please, sir, the woman said, give me this water, then I'll never be thirsty again, and I won't have to come here to get water. Now, the story does go on a bit, and there's so much in this wonderful story. But we're going to pause there and just stop there and just take some thoughts about this journey that Jesus was taking. And we're all on a journey. That is the reality. We're all on a journey through life. It's a term which is used so much. You hear it all in reality TV shows or like X Factor or The Voice where people say they're on a journey. And reality is we're all on a journey through life. And also... The journey is different for each one of us. And some journeys are good, some are not so good, and some are a mixture of the two. But I want us to keep on embracing the journey. Now for me personally, if I'm on a train, it's easy to embrace the journey. I enjoy traveling by train. I have to move face forward, but as long as I'm facing forward and I'm on a train, I can embrace the journey well. 
don't put me on a boat, though. I can just about get from a drossing to Aaron, and I'm okay. Anything other than that, I struggle a bit. But the reality is, whether it's a train or whether it's a boat, the purpose is the same, to get me from where I am to where I'm going. And also, it's true that sometimes a train can't take me to places, and I need another form of transport. A few years ago, we were on holiday in Malta, and we took a boat trip day out to a place called the Blue Lagoon. If you've ever been to Malta, you know it's a beautiful place, and the sea is gorgeous, and it's a lovely area, and lovely scenery surrounded. The destination was glorious. But I want to tell you, the journey to get there was horrendous for me. I was sick on the boat. It was not a good journey. But the reality is the destination was great. And sometimes we go on a journey and we need to keep a focus on the destination. And even in difficult times, the reality is we embrace the journey. And there's three points I want to bring this morning. First one is, there's a destination to where we're going. Jesus was on a journey. And the reality is when he came to earth, and was born in Bethlehem, he was on a journey to Jerusalem, or just outside Jerusalem, in the cross of Calvary that was celebrated at Easter a few weeks ago. Jesus was on a journey, and he focused on that all his life. But the reality is he embraced the in-between bit as well. He embraced the journey between Bethlehem and Jerusalem. And we are all on a journey, and our destination ultimately is heaven. Jesus, just before he left planet Earth, spoke to the disciples, John 14. He says, I'm going to prepare a place for you. When it's ready, I will come and take you to that place that you're being prepared, that's being prepared for you. The reality is your place and my place is not ready yet, or he'd have come and taken us home to be with him. So between now and the time he takes us home, Let's focus on the fact that that eternity is the place we're going, heaven's where we're going, but let's embrace the journey between here and eternity. Embrace the journey from here to eternity, so to speak. Embrace where we are just now and the journey we are on. Yes, thank God for the day coming, but let's embrace the journey now and not just focus and let's not just live with a, oh, I can't wait to get to heaven type of mentality. Let's embrace the journey where we are now. Journeys can be mixed. And Jesus was on a journey here, physically, but also spiritually. He was on a journey. And the journey and embracing the journey is not only about the place where we are going, but about the people we are becoming. We're on a journey to be different people. We acknowledge that Jesus Christ is our Savior. And to those who do, our ultimate destination is eternity with him. But in the process, we're on a journey of becoming more like him. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 3 and 18, that all of us who have had the veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And we are becoming more and more like him as we have been changed into his glorious image. I embrace the journey of growing into his image. Second Thessalonians 1 and 3 says, your faith is growing more and more. 
Corinthians 1 and 10, growing in the knowledge of God. Paul writes the Philippians in praise, praise that their love will overflow more and more and they will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. Yes, embrace the journey means remember there's a place where we're going, but also remember there's a person that we are becoming. When Peter writes his letter, in his second letter in chapter one, he says, because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. And through these promises, they enable us to share his divine nature and escape the corruption that is in the world. In view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement or add to your faith with generous provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge and with knowledge, self-control and self-control with patient endurance and patient endurance with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of your Lord Jesus Christ, i.e. growing in our journey. Embrace the journey. Embrace the fact that there's a place we are going. Embrace the fact there's a person that we're becoming. But I mainly want to focus this morning, embrace the fact that there's a purpose we are fulfilling. Jesus, here in the story that we read, he had to go through Samaria. That was not just a geographical have to, but it was in the plans and the purposes of God that he had to go through Samaria. And know in the plans and purposes of God, there are things that we have to go through. There are places that we have to go that he takes us in ways in which we don't understand all the time, but he takes us to places and we have to go through some stuff that we don't understand at times. But he's got a plan and a purpose in it all. Sometimes we wonder, why do I have to go through that? Why have I had to go through that? But I want to tell you, God's got a good God. He's for you. And his plans and purposes are always for our benefit, for our good, for his glory. And God's got ways and thoughts beyond our ways. And sometimes we have to go through things. And Jesus had to get through a place. And he embraced the fact that he had to go that way. And even in difficult times, if you go through stuff, we can embrace the fact that God causes all things to work for good because we love him and we're called a calling to his purpose. I say the LB celebrated Easter recently. In Hebrews chapter 12, the first couple of verses says that we need to, with patient endurance, endure because we look to Jesus Christ, who's the author, the finisher of our faith, and for the joy that we set before him, he endured the cross. He embraced the suffering. He embraced the enduring. And there's times in our life we have to embrace the enduring in our journey. Here, Jesus, and you'll notice in chapter 4, is on a journey. And here Jesus got tired and he got weary on his journey. The Son of God got weary and tired as he embraced this journey. And maybe this morning I'm speaking to you and you're weary and you're tired. Yes, we speak life in this house. We speak joy. We speak victory. We speak faith. We speak hope in this house. But I want to encourage those who are feeling about weary and tired in their journey this morning. 
that Jesus knows how you feel. Jesus knows what it's like to be weary and tired on a journey. And here, he got weary, he got tired. And this morning, if that's you, I want to encourage you with some scriptures. Isaiah 40 and 29 says that he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Exodus 15, 2 says, the Lord is my strength and my song. If you're feeling a bit weary this morning, why just you don't start singing a song of praise to our God? Why don't you start singing a song of praise that God is still for you and your strength, his strength is made perfect in your weakness? Isaiah 12 says, he is my strength and joy. And he said, with joy you can draw waters from the wells of salvation. If you're just feeling a little bit weary this morning, why don't you take the example of David? In 1 Samuel chapter 30, he came back from a battle tired and weary. And all his guys were complaining about him because when he came back home, all the wives, the children had been taken, the houses had been burnt down, and they were going to stone David and blame David. And he felt weary and he felt tired, but he made the decision. And the Bible says that he encouraged himself in the Lord his God. One version says he found strength in the Lord his God. This morning, are you a bit weary? Are you a bit tired? Why don't you find a bit of strength and encouragement by just spending time with the Lord and begin to praise him, to begin to focus on him? And I believe that as you do that, God will put strength into your weariness. He will give you strength and let you draw from the wells of salvation, draw from the wells of joy that are within you and let the joy of the Lord become your strength. Jesus got weary in his journey. If you're weary this morning, Jesus knows. But more than that, Jesus can come and give you strength. Maybe you're feeling a bit weary this morning. You're thinking, giving up on some stuff. Galatians 6 and 9, God says, Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Your journey might be tough just now. You may be struggling, but I want to encourage you to keep going and to never give up. You know, we're in isolation at the moment. We're self-social distancing, and it's about week five into isolation and lockdown, whatever you call it. And sometimes at the start, you can get, oh, it's novel and it's new, but the further you get onto it, it becomes a bit weary and it becomes a bit tiring. It becomes a bit difficult. But let's, let's continue to do what we should do. Because, you know, we keep our eyes on what's going to happen. The result is good of together again, of rejoicing, of less people dying and less people getting this infection. Like Galatians says, let's not get weary in doing good. Because at the proper time, we'll reap a reward. We'll reap a joy. We'll reap a promise. We'll reap fulfillment. Let's keep doing good. Let's keep going on. Let's keep doing what we should do. When you're weary, keep going because Jesus can come and give you strength for your journey and you can come through this in Jesus' name. You know, not only was Jesus embracing the journey and he was tired, but he was also on the journey. He was alone at this point in the journey. The disciples had been with him, but then it says Jesus was alone at the time, this time because the disciples had gone to the shops, gone into the village to get food. No, we all need people in our life as we embrace our journey. But there are times in our journey when your journey is not for them, 
it's only for you. There's times you have to go through things alone. There's times it's just you. And it's great to have friends, but there's things in your journey which God is putting you on and you're embracing, where it's not for your friends, your family, it's you and you alone. And Jesus here was a time where the disciples were with him, but there they went shopping. And let me just say that the disciples were not bad by leaving Jesus here. They were just hungry. But let's be honest, it did not take 12 disciples to go to Tesco's to get all the shopping. But the truth of the matter was that those disciples had to leave Jesus because it was Jesus that had to get through Samaria. It was Jesus that had to have this point in his journey, not the disciples. And there's times in our journey when it's great having people with us, but there's times that you have to go through things yourself because your journey is not their journey. It's your journey. And Jesus here connects with a woman that the other disciples didn't have to connect with. That wasn't part of their journey. But I want to encourage you this morning as you embrace your journey. Sometimes the difficult times are when you're weary, when you're tired, and when you feel alone. But I want to encourage you this morning that God does his best work when you're alone. When it's you and God, God works at his best. He does greater things when it's you and him, brings greater revelation, greater fruit in your life when it's you and him. I love the story of Abraham sacrificing Isaac. Well, I love the fact that he didn't sacrifice Isaac, but you know what I'm meaning. In Genesis chapter 22, God had told Abraham, sacrifice this son of promise. I'm asking you to do a difficult thing. And if you read the story in the context, Abraham went on a journey and he took people with him. He took servants with him. But there came a point in the journey where he said to the servants, guys, you need to stay here. I need to go further. You've come part of the way in this journey, but there's a part of this journey when it's me. Me, I take Isaac with me, but this is my journey, not your journey. And there's times in your life when people are with you, but there comes a point where you need to take steps with God that others are not taking because God's asking you and calling you to do something. And oh, what is incredible and marvelous in this story when it came to the crux of the matter, God showed up and God provided a lamb in a thicket of a bush, which was the sacrifice, not Isaac. And Abraham recognized in his alone journey, he got a revelation of God being Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. Let me just encourage parents for a moment, because that story is not just about Abraham, it's about Isaac as well. And I believe part of the reason for that journey was that Isaac could see in his father that God came first. And parents, the best thing you can do for your children is to show them that God comes first. And Isaac went a journey and Abraham went a journey, but listen, they left people and they had to go alone. Abraham had to go alone in part of the journey. I love Moses and we read in Moses 
account in Exodus where there was a time where he was traveling with the people of Israel from the bondage into the promised land. And then he was walking with a group of elders. The big group got narrowed down to a group of elders and he was walking with them and talking with them. And then at one point he had to say to them in Exodus chapter 24, it says, God's called me to climb a mountain. I need to go up and meet with God. Elders, you need to wait here because this is not your journey. This is my journey. God's calling me on a journey where I need to leave you and I need to go myself. And if you read that story, Moses climbed the mountain with God alone. There was the, the Israelites and there was just the elders and there was him and Moses, but came, him and Joshua, sorry, but then there came a point when it was only Moses alone with God and the glory of God came down and short, covered the, mount, the cloud, like a cloud covering the mountain and Moses come down with a, with a reflection of the glory of God. Abraham and Moses, they went to a place and they embraced a lone part of their journey and they got a revelation of the provision of God, the glory of God, the greatness of God. And what I love about the story, once they'd embraced that journey and that part of the journey alone, they come back in amongst the people they'd been traveling with with a greater revelation and a greater impartation of the God that they served. And today, there's parts of your journey that you need to embrace alone. But I want to tell you, when you're doing that, you're never alone. Y-N-W-A, you'll never walk alone. We know that. But there's nobody physically around you because in your spirit, in your heart, you're walking a place, you're walking a journey that God has got for you. And I want to encourage this one to embrace that journey. When you feel alone, He's with you, but embrace that part of the journey because God will do a work within you. And when you connect with other people, they'll see the glory of God. They'll see a greater revelation of God through your life and through your journey. Just like Jesus here done a great work with us women. He connected with her. And I believe as we embrace the journey in times of alone, God will do a work in us, which is not just for us, but for other people. Second Corinthians 1 and 3 says, all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others when they are in trouble, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. I.e., when we walk on a journey alone, God does something in us that is for other people at a later day that he's going to put into our life. This morning, there's a sense in which we're all in isolation, locked in, locked down, locked out, whatever you want to call it. We're in lockdown and we're in isolation. But I believe in this period when we're alone in a, in a way that God's doing a work in every one of us, that when we come out of it, it's for other people to receive what we receive from God within this period of isolation. Embrace the loneliness. Embrace the weariness. Embrace the difficult times because God is at work in our lives. You know, God does great things in us and through us where we embrace the aloneness of the journey. David went into a valley to fight Goliath alone. And David embraced the journey of loneliness and he brought victory, not just for him, but for all of God's people. 
Esther walked into the king's court in the king's presence alone. She embraced the loneliness, embraced her journey to become an intercessor which transformed and brought salvation to God's people. Daniel went into a lion's den alone. He embraced the journey of being alone and his journey, the part that only he was called to go. And when he came out, the king declared, everybody in the nation declare how great Daniel's God is. He is the one true living God. And Elijah went up a mountain called Carmel, and he says, I'm the only prophet of God. There's 450, but I'm embracing a journey to stand for righteousness and for what is right and for the kingdom of God. And these people went a journey alone, and they won nations for Jesus Christ, in a sense. And I want to tell you, you're going through a journey, and your journey, embrace it. And even when you're alone, embrace it, because God is doing a work. Jesus here was alone with this woman, and he embraced a journey. And the journeys for him was to connect with this woman and not only win the women, but win a whole town, a whole village for God. God is doing greater than you can even imagine. You know, it's great what Jesus done in this journey, that he embraced his journey. It was a journey that only he had to go through. But you know, the greatest thing he did was when he went to Calvary and he'd walked for about 33 years with people, but then he went alone. When all forsook him, he went alone to a place called Calvary. And he embraced the journey for the joy that was before him. He endured it and he embraced the loneliness of the journey. And he'd done his greatest work in Calvary when he brought salvation and forgiveness and hope and love and peace to all who ever receive him. And today, you've maybe never received Jesus. You can receive Jesus Christ because he went a journey alone. He embraced a journey to bring you forgiveness and to bring you hope. But for all of us, let us embrace our journey. Let's embrace the journey. And even if we're getting weary and tired, I want to tell you, God can do something incredible if we embrace with the right attitude our journey. Yes, it's about a destination. It's about a place where we're going. That's the ultimate. But don't just live waiting for that. Embrace the person you're becoming. But more than that, embrace the purpose that you're fulfilling in God. And what I love in this part of Jesus' life, he broke barriers down. He broke new ground. He gained new territories. Jude with a Samaritan man with a woman, he broke the norm and he moved into something new and he showed something of new ground and a new way of doing things, a new way of reaching people. And he broke ground. And I believe that as we embrace our journey at this time, that God is doing something in us that we can break new ground, that we can go beyond what was the norm and we can come out of this time of isolation as a church and individually and God could cause us to, as we embrace the journey, to be doing something fresh and new in our world. I love when God called Joshua and they were crossing the Jordan and say, you know, Joshua, you've not come this way before, but embrace the journey. Listen, we're all in a place where we've not been before but let's embrace the journey. Even if you're feeling alone this morning, embrace that loneliness because God does his best work in you and through you when you're alone with him. It's a new day. It's a different day. And we're all on journeys. 
let me just finish by encouraging you, embrace your journey. Wherever you're at this morning, it's easy to say, oh, I can't wait till this ends or that ends or that happens. Listen, embrace every moment of the journey. Embrace your journey. Embrace where you're at just now. Embrace the fact that God's with you and God is doing a work in you. And the loneliness that you're feeling and the isolation, God can come and connect with you in a way which goes beyond what you think. And he can use you in the future to reach people and to share the glory and the revelation that you get from him. My prayer is that every one of us, individually and collectively, begin with a renewed vigor, a new faith, a new excitement. Embrace the journey. Wherever your journey has been so far, it's a new day. From now on, let's embrace the future. Let's fulfill the purposes that God has called for us. And let us see God do something credible, incredible and fresh and new in our lives. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for the life of Jesus. I thank you that he needed to go through things, but it was to bring salvation to others. It was to bring hope to others. Lord, I pray, Lord, that as we go through stuff, that we embrace the journey. I pray that as we embrace the journey, Lord, we thank you. There's a place we're going to go, but I thank you. Our time's not yet, and we can embrace the people that we are becoming. Lord, help us to embrace the purposes that you've called us to be fulfilling. Father, for everyone who's feeling alone and weary and tired, I pray, Father God, that you just instill something in them. Lord, you know how they're feeling. You got tired. You got weary. You were left alone. But I thank you, Lord, that you still embrace your journey and you minister to others. Father, input into those who just need that strength and that hope right now. And I thank you when we come through again and through in the next stage of our journey, we'll be able to impart all that you've done in us and we'll connect with others in a way which we can't even imagine. Lord, we need to get through some places. We need to get through some stuff. Lord, but we're embracing whatever that is so that we can become more like you and so that you can bring honor and glory to your name. God bless you. Amen.